0: DJ it's 97.5 and twelve eighty. The Zone. Utah Jazz going back to back this weekend. Feeling the sweep? You feeling a four-zero road trip? There's no way I thought that
1: when this trip started. I'm feeling a twenty-one and run zero zero run to the no. to the playoff. No, man, you're not. I got to increase my popularity. No, you're not. You're yes, lying. I do. You're lying. If that's going to help me be popular,
0: if. Yep. Uh, it might make you ridiculous more than popular. but
1: Well, that's the risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, because you're all in.
1: <laughs> Things
0: PK can do to make himself more popular. <laughs> Should we throw that out there on Twitter on a Friday? I'm tired of breaking it down. It's Friday, PK. See, I actually think my popularity
1: is extremely high. I think it is, too. Because the I the one who doesn't think People that. want realism. Uh, they don't want... Whatever, Whatever you call it. BS, up, I guess.
0: Yeah, BS, sucking up to yeah.
1: them, telling them stuff that obviously isn't going to yeah. happen. So because of, and I can only speak the truth as I see it. Whether that's the truth or not, actually remains to be seen. But I can speak it as I see it, right? And with that in mind, that's what makes me popular, because I think most fans. They want to hear the truth. I think it's just a small minority. Now that small minority is, is out there on message boards and whatnot, and they yep. hammer you left and right. But I think overall, they want to hear what you see as the truth, and they want—they don't want just sunshine all the time. If it's—if <clears throat> it's sunshine, they want to hear sunshine. There's very little negative to say about BYU basketball right now, right? So they don't want to hear you come in here and say, oh, my gosh, come on. Pope sucks as a coach. He's just riding Roses' (laughs) coattails. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, that's not fair to Mark. He's done an excellent job. They don't want that. But they don't also want me to just go on, oh, Utah basketball, they're so young. And that's it. And it's the referees. And they make them play on Sundays and nobody else has to. They don't want that either. They want truth as you see it. And that is what... It's not necessarily going to make you popular, but it's going to make you respected. Uh, Yeah, but that's a fine
0: line. People who are respected tend to be popular.
1: But I don't think they view it as popularity. They view it as more of respect. I view him willing to say, I view her willing to say what he, she wants to say. And then whatever happens, happens. I think that's what they want and that's why are we we're a month shy of 18 years why well it's not because i'm providing this incredible i was there on the floor field insight i've never been on the floor field (laughs) oh you kind of you kind of went to one of your old shtick right
0: there you crossed me up what i was there when the youths won in the sugar bowl i was there when the youths won in the fiesta bowl i was (laughs) Final I four?
1: I know. it was. I've been was, very, very fortunate. <laughs> when the youths beat North Carolina. But, I mean, I wasn't in the huddle. No, I know what you mean. It's not the ex-jock perspective. I've never worn a jock. <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nobody wants to debate that. You say that trying to elicit a response, but nobody wants to debate yes, and nobody wants to debate no. <laughs> Abstaining from the discussion has never been a better option. What?
1: I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean I I wish I could have made the eighth grade team. <laughs> oh,
0: you were a high school athlete. You're a typical high
1: school athlete. Ah, oh, very, very marginal.
0: You played, and that's the typical high school athlete. My father paid
1: big make... money for me to be on the team. <laughs> he did not.
0: He would have if he had it. But he
1: didn't have it. He didn't. Your mom went in and threatened some people to get you on the team. <laughs> she just wanted to know why as a freshman. That was that was corrected. So that, that's what makes you, may not make you popular, but it helps you endure. And then you got to put in the work. You got to go to Utah practice. You got to go do this. You got to go do that, whatever. And so you got to have folks who trust you, knowing, hey, this guy is somebody that if I yep. tell him, give a little insight, he's not going to yep. go run and blab and put my name out there. If you ask a good question, mm. they
0: give you a good answer instead yeah. of just shutting you down with some blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah. So I think that's, they, I, I think that. If I list the fan bases that want the honest takes, I think it's number one jazz in this community. I think the jazz want, jazz fans want as honest as possible. I agree, and I think there's a specific reason and? versus the colleges.
0: Okay, what is? it? Because I think that the pros the Utes, paid? no, I think the Utes and Cougars. Uh, Anything negative, you get banged on so hard. They want it more positive, so they don't have to take the hit and have someone light them up, and it really matters to them, and they don't want that. Whereas with the Jazz, they really want them to win. If they don't win, they want to know why they aren't going to win, but they aren't going to get teased-slash-taunted about it very often because, I mean, there's a few outliers who moved here from somewhere else who root for wherever they came from, mostly the Lakers.
1: But for the most part,
0: it's Jazz fans commiserating, and they commiserate like, And it's easier to be vulnerable. This is where they have to get better, you know, whatever it is. Donovan has to grow five inches. You know, Rudy has to hit threes. I don't know. Whatever it is. Whereas with the Utes, they don't really want to talk about what's wrong with them because then the Cougars start doing it and it gets under their skin and vice versa. The Cougars don't want to hear what's wrong because then the Utes start talking about and getting under their skin. So they're a little more defensive with the colleges because of the rivalry. But
1: I would put less defensive, I'd put Utah. So I got Jazz... Jazz one, used two. Yeah, and then Cougars. I find Cougars much less defensive than they used to. But it's a small amount. I think 80% of BYU fans, they want to hear the truth. I think that... You know, BYU, used to be 50? Probably. I yeah. think BYU fans, when we get into training camp in August, I think they are so sick of, this team is so close compared to last year. Yeah. And we're making plays. No, they're, they're more in they in the don't want to hear me. that. They're more in the show me range. Yeah. Like show me the ninth and tenth wins. Right. So BYU no. fans used to be if you said anything, they'd just jump you. Right. And now there's still some there's still some that are loyal because I think with, with, with the BYU factor, you put in the religion and some people take it like when you start talking honor code, oh yeah. They're taking that as a, as a religious slam too. Rather than... Some people are. Yeah, yeah, the, right. the, these this group of this, people that I'm talking about. Right. I'd say like 20%. And they're diehards. And if you say anything negative against BYU, they're coming after you. It's not a BYU and your church. I only want to talk about your sports teams. I don't care what your rules are. I didn't go to BYU. I got no kids going to BYU. It doesn't matter to me. I only care about your sports teams. So when I slam your sports teams, it has nothing to do with your church. I don't care about it, and some people hear that, but some people don't. Right, and so with Utah, you don't have the church angle. Yeah, if I slam your football team or church isn't even brought up, it's not even there's no representation. Even though there's a significant portion of the Utah fan base who are committed to their religion and that particular religion, but we don't associate the religion with the sports teams. Whereas BYU, they'll start thinking, oh, you're anti LDS. It has nothing to do with it. I don't give a crap either way. Do what you want to do. Like this whole thing with this honor code and this this latest stuff. How is this news? I don't get. Now BYU, why did you change it and then have to go rechange it to bring it now back we didn't change it. You just bought yourself a bunch of grief. Your your policy on the homosexuals hasn't changed for decades. And it's most likely not going to change. Why bring it up in the first place? Why? Why invite yourself to have grief? I don't understand that. I can't
0: answer that for you. <laughs> I don't have a good theory on that. Other than they thought maybe if they made it a little less prominent, they take a little less grief. Even though they largely think the same thing. Yeah. Okay, we don't have to make such a big deal out of what we think because making the big deal out of what we think. This is, is part who of the we problem.
1: are. Like it or don't. What can I tell you? But my concern. Go do what you want. I don't care. My concern is how it affects your sports teams. Not how it affects your church and your standing in the world. I don't care. I just care about how it affects your sports teams. That's my job. And and the reality is, now that we've been around as long as we have, we end up having relationships with these dudes, so we want to see them succeed anyway. I became the old-timers that I used to mock and scorn. The TV guy you scorned. Well, I was more of the, the newspaper folk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I still scorn television. Yeah, <laughs> okay, good. Let's just be clear. <laughs> <laughs> They've never changed. You asked me, you know, when when did you not get in your your sports fandom? You asked me this a couple weeks ago. I was thinking about this. Well, when I got in the newspaper business, we had sports staffs of 20, 25, 30 people. Mm-hmm. and. hmm if you started to be fanboy, you had 10 people jump that's on ready
0: you. Ready to slap you down. Yeah,
1: yeah. And whereas in TV, your sports department is like four or five guys, maybe. It's just not that big. Right. And, well,
0: for a long time, it was three. Yeah, right. And so I mean, we're, we're six now, and that's annoying. So enormous. there was
1: never that pressure. Yeah. Whereas in newspapers, man, if you've shown any signs, you had your peers just jump on you. Yeah. And so, yeah, whatever fandom I had. By, like, 27, it was gone, because that's the way you were brought up in the business, and if you fanboyed it, you were scorned and mocked.
0: The Utes have just issued a press release. I'm reading it now, PK. The Utah football program has added two home games against Dixie State to its 2028 and 2030 schedules. The school announced today. What sport? Football. The Utah football program. Is that a home-and-home? No, it's not. That's why I said they've added two home games against Dixie State. (laughs) You're going to play money games. You might as well keep the guarantee in-state. Well, Dixie State's moving up, right? Yeah, this falls their first year
2: as an FCS independent. We're going to have three independent programs in the state next year. You realize that, right?
1: No. Salt Lake Community. No,
2: not like Salt Lake Community. Uh, BYU. BYU. Dixie State. And Snow College.
0: At the JUCO level. There it is. Dixie State. What years are those? 2028 and 2030. The money games.
1: Those are two wins for Scally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hans just tweeted out the 2028 non-conference schedule is now Dixie, BYU, and at Arkansas. Well,
1: we have no idea what Arkansas is going to be
2: down. They're down. They'll stay can, can down. You know,
1: that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> they have the Power 5 moniker though, so. You don't know. Because we're, we're looking at eight years from now. So much can that change. Can, can be three coaches they, yeah. they
0: may not even be in the SEC then. Ooh, Ooh. BYU fans can hope. The yes. SEC West has not been kind to them. They've been down for a while. Well, that, yeah, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, every single year, and even A and M, uh, the Mississippi schools have held them down.
1: And those hard. programs that you just said are not bad. They may not be at the level of the prior three, but uh, no, Mississippi and Mississippi State are not bad. That's what, and you saw BYU go and home and, and home a, with Mississippi a- State. A and ms not bad. Right. I mean, they're not going to. They may not be at the level of the other three that right. have been consistent. Yeah, that's a bear of a our com- division, I should say. It's
0: just If if the Big 12 is going to expand and BYU is going to get in, it seems like the most likely scenario is a Power 5 team decides to relocate there because it just doesn't seem like they're going to want Houston or Cincinnati or Memphis or whoever. But there's been plenty of positives about BYU provides the revenue to be the 11th team. So is it Missouri or an Arkansas or whoever? I don't think Colorado and Nebraska would do it. Maybe they would. I don't think they would. But is one of the former Big 12 teams going to come home at some point?
1: I don't know any of those answers. The only thing I hope is that the Cougars are in. And I worry about them not getting in.
0: Yep. I think the most likely thing is the Big 12 just stays at 10. But
1: we'll see. Who well, knows what Arkansas well, hey, you will you do get down get the road. You get that Staples dude on. I meant to tell you that. Because he's writing, you know, about them taking the Big 12, taking 6 Pack Pac-10 teams, mm-hmm. or Pac-12 teams.
2: Good old Andy Staples.
1: Yeah. And... Becoming
2: a sixteen team, four league, of them, them would make and, sense,
0: or saying take six and six. What's become a
2: sixteen? Yeah, so oh, sixteen, he, really. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's saying shoot for the sixteen. He's taking Super
1: four Conference. out of the Arizonas and LAs out of the South, and then Washington and Oregon out of the North. Wow, I'll go look it. that up. It's okay. out there. Yeah, uh, man, it's on I've, the athletic right now. Yeah, and um, Arizona Radio has been talking about it now for. Uh, well, then he put out like Monday or Tuesday.
2: Yeah, it was. Just, it came out of the whole conversation with Mike Bone. Yeah, yeah. MC so he Correct.
1: extrapolated yeah. beyond that, and he said, "Go do what bold, the Pac-12 tried yeah. to do to you, and go add those teams. Go reverse it. You know, and- because if you're looking at uh, the Arizonas, well, the geography is not that. In fact, uh, Phoenix to Austin is actually shorter than Phoenix to Seattle." Like 400 mm-hmm. miles. You know, the West Virginia thing, but the West Virginia thing is a pain in the butt for everybody. Yeah. It already is a problem. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so if the, they were to go join the ACC or SEC, nobody would be upset. West Virginia, you speaking yeah. of? Yeah. So go, know,
2: go ahead. And, L, and L, L.A. to Morgantown, that's a.
0: It's literally across the country.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean, at it,
1: this point, you're not getting any. You can't get any. So that's the outlier. Uh,
2: but otherwise, you're right. It's not.
1: Yeah. Uh, especially for the Arizonas, if if you're going to get more money, and the, uh, not just more money, but substantially more money, if I'm the Arizonas, I consider it. Especially if I got the LAs going with me.
0: Well, that makes it a no-brainer. Yeah, you keep the. If Southern you're California, Arizona and you get yeah. tapped into Texas and you keep the L.A. schools, yeah, L.A.'s got to go. I know. But if it, if they do to the Arizona schools, I don't. I, what's the argument to stay? There isn't one. Uh, Ah, tradition. uh, The tradition's gone if Oregon, Washington, and USC are
1: gone. Oh, if they go, you're right. You're right. You're right. If they go. I I have a hard time seeing Oregon and Washington go because they're going to go without their they're in school, in-state rivals, whereas the L.A.s and and uh, Arizona's yeah. because the the Sun Devils just picked up their best recruiting class ever in California, and so you're going to be guaranteed to be playing there, and still you still have a presence, and the kids will grow up yeah. reading about the Big Twelve, hearing about, listening to that. So yes, if I, yeah, if I were, if I, I were don't to, want it to happen, right, but if the L.A. said yes. And we want the Arizonas to come with us? Do You go with the L.A.s. I'd have to see how it's figured out and make sure I well, get the money I, the that only I'm thing supposed I would, to
0: get. The only thing I would but, tweak with Andy Staples is I would say either is that the, the top of both leagues take off either 6-6 six and six or 8-8. Eight and eight. And if you want a 16-team league, then it's eight teams out of each. You form the Super Conference and the, the tennis well, you don't you don't cross over. You don't have the crazy travel. You just play eight in the east and eight in the west, or eight in the west and eight in the central, whatever you want to call it. And you don't cross over for those sports. Maybe for golf, you bring everybody together for a league tournament or swimming or something like that. You have a conference championship, you know, meet or whatever. Sure, fine. But for, for football purposes, just have the divisions and away you go.
1: University of Washington with more than 50,000 students is closing classrooms and moving to remote learning amid the coronavirus outbreak.
0: Yes, they've had more cases in Washington than in most places And somebody uh, who was it isn't going there somebody wasn't going to go there for a game Chicago state Chicago just, state no. said yeah they', they weren't going to go a
2: game at UVU
1: as well in part yeah. of that. Yeah, I mean, they had to cancel their program. I'm, boom! There <laughs> okay, it is. That's yeah. a fair point. But. Having been, I covered a game at Chicago State. Really? <laughs> high school gym. <laughs> when? Yeah, Rick, Rick Majerus back he in the day. Took, okay. Yeah, took, like I think it was actually my first road trip in 1993. He took with the, the Utes to Chicago State, and it was yeah. a high
0: school gym. And, so. and
1: and the best thing about it is underneath one of the buckets they had a jazz band. And it was really good. (laughs) (laughs) He's
0: got a good music department. (laughs) They did. Better than their basketball team. Much better. DJPK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Everything you missed in this show coming up next.
3: And now, attention. Top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Jazz are in Boston tonight to play the Celtics 6 o'clock on AT&T Sportsnet pregame show starts at 5 here on The Zone Celtics have already announced that Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown will not play tonight Jazz will play Detroit tomorrow on the back end of a back-to-back in Detroit and then return home to face Toronto Monday. College basketball tonight, Utah State and Wyoming in the Mountain West Conference Tournament semifinals 11-seeded Wyoming 2-16 in the regular season in conference play as back-to-back wins over Colorado's State and third seeded Nevada. They'll face a Utah State team that was down by 11 with 9.5 minutes to go but rallied to beat New Mexico 75-70. to That game is tonight at 9.30 on the CBS Sports Network. Zones coverage begins at 9 with the pregame show with Scotty G. Utah closes out the regular season against Colorado tomorrow at the Huntsman Center at 12.30 on Pac-12 Networks. Top of the wire brought to you by Syringa Networks. Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions. Backed by an industry leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net.
3: The big, big, big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott.
1: Are you ready? You guys ready?
0: is the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke.
1: I think some of the things have been better. The end result of the whole lineup thing is that they've got this pretty good second-tier lineup now. Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles are playing with George Niang and
3: Tony Bradley. I'm pretty excited about that. The ball
1: movement has been better. They've had more open catch-and-shoot threes. You know, the defense is what has to get better. It's really hard to tell in these games whether the defense is getting
3: better because the bottom four or five teams in the Eastern Conference are just so bad. So that seems perfectly fine to me. It just doesn't come out very well statistically. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and
0: 1280 The Zone. Time to bring you up to date on everything we've been talking about during today's show. Talked about the Aggies getting off the mat, down 11 with 9.5 minutes to go. New Mexico on a run. Hey, put Sam Merrill in there with four fouls, let the senior play without getting the fifth foul, and let him turn the game around.
1: They weren't going to foul out the player of the year in the conference.
0: On to the semis and 11th seeded Wyoming. Two wins in two days. They had two wins the whole conference season, and now they've beaten CSU and Nevada in back-to-back games. So it's USU and Wyoming tonight at 930 Steve here on the zone.
1: Not dispelling his, uh, the theory that he can't win the big one?
0: <laughs> in that broadcast. I didn't watch the whole game, but I was watching when the, when it started. And twice at the start of the game and coming back for the first time out, they had a shout out Alfred. He won the conference tournament twice in New Mexico. <laughs> Glad they got that out of the way early before they blew that, that quarterfinal game. Well,
1: one year they came in here and had a high seed and got beat, didn't they? In the NCAA tournament? Yeah. I think you're right.
0: So that's 9.30 tonight. Scotty G will have the pregame show at 9 o'clock. It's the two-seed Utah State, the 11-seed Wyoming. you got to figure Wyoming's legs. I mean, you've seen enough conference tournaments to know the third game in three days. Teams run out of gas midway through that thing. Plus, there's the obvious talent difference. If well, the Aggies blow that thing open midway through the game, no one's going to be surprised. I
1: would think so. Yep. I would, yeah, I think I had them playing San Jose State on Saturday all the way. Nothing has changed. And actually, I'm glad they got a little bit of a test against New Mexico. Why not? Have a little drama, yeah. Answer the bell, yeah. That's got to do nothing but increase your confidence. And uh, I, what's Porter's status now? He didn't get it. I, he was over there with a heating pad or something with the back.
2: Yeah, he, he injured it against yeah. New
1: Mexico last week. In so that I game don't know what's there. going on there,
2: Albuquerque.
0: I would think he sits it out, but I don't know. Wouldn't think he's miraculously better one day later sat out the first one so sit them out this week and get them ready for the NCAA tournament
1: assuming the, they beat Wyoming and they're in their end. yeah the fact is the Mountain West is a two team well they're, they're in either way because if they don't beat Wyoming there are no way in hell Wyoming is beating the Aztecs <laughs> so you're gonna get two teams <laughs> the C- in the Cinderella run stopping yeah, in the championship come on <laughs> they'll they'll just destroy them yeah and it and uh Jose State one seed two at the worst
0: Yes. One, everywhere I'm looking. But you're right, it could be two. People could be wrong and missing. But yes, one seed, two at the So the
1: point being, they'll have something to play
0: with, or play for, I mean. The Utes are playing Colorado, so if they win, they're 16-14. and 14. They clinch a winning season. Colorado's
1: trying to clinch the first-round in the conference tournament. They're slumping yes. big time. They, they got are. hammered by Cal the other night. They
0: are 10-7 yeah. and seven in a four-way tie for third. So two, of those, two of those teams should get byes and two disappointing.
1: should not. They're disappointing. Right now, they're the most disappointing team. I guess maybe Washington. No,
0: Washington's the most disappointing. I would say the most. Uh, Washington was picked top four in some of the preseason games. Yeah, goals. but I think Colorado
1: was picked top 12. one.
0: Twelve. Okay, but Colorado can beat the Utes and finish third or tied for third, depending on what everybody still else does.
1: disappointing. Uh, but the way the Utes have been going, wouldn't surprise me if they win tomorrow and win Wednesday.
0: Oregon and Washington State both uh, both beat Oregon, so I think they got the tiebreakers. They're all six and eleven right now. If they all end up tied, I think the tiebreakers go against the Utes. What difference does it make? The 11th seed. Who you play in the first round? Uh, you play the 6th seed, right? Yes. And there's, that could still be one of five different teams. Yeah, they'll figure it all out tomorrow right.
1: night. I don't know that it could makes Could be one, difference. one
0: of the Arizona schools, USC, Colorado, or Stanford. Someone out of that group will finish sixth. Right now there's four teams tied for third and... Stanford's only a game. It's crazy. Yep. All right, NBA basketball. The Jazz and the Celtics. We talked with uh, both David Locke, radio voice of Utah Jazz, and John Corrales, who covers the Celtics for Mass Live News, host of Locked on Celtics on David Locke's Locked on NBA Network. Yuck. Play the uh, bite where he predicts what's going to happen tonight and what he thinks the key factor is in this game.
3: One problem the Celtics have had over the past few games is giving up offensive rebounds. I have a, a fear for Boston that Rudy Gobert is going to get a ton of putbacks. And he's going to be doing chin-ups on the rim with putback dunks. and uh, If the Celtics can't keep Utah off the offensive boards, then they're going to have a, a real tough night.
0: In the era of uh, everybody must shoot a three, how does a big guy prove he's got a place in the league and is a difference maker at, uh, at a high level? Because we've got two of the top ten teams in the league here playing the top third of the league squaring off here that would be a good way to do it five or six offensive rebounds bunch of dunks 20 and 15 for I'll Rudy just do what Rudy does running rampant against the smaller Celtics who are missing Gordon Hayward and are missing Jalen Brown so short-handed missing a couple of guys who uh who ought to who ought to do some scoring for him we briefly discussed the Houston Rockets. Would you like to lecture people who shoot too many threes when they aren't going in? It isn't working, so let's keep it, doing it. it. It
1: drives me nuts, man. <laughs> you know, if the, you're some nights you're hot in this game. A- anybody who's played any level of basketball, no, some nights you just feel great about it. And other nights you don't. So try to if it's not happening for you, don't force it.
0: Clip, Clippers won one twenty to one oh five while the Rockets went seven of forty two, shot sixteen and a half percent from the three point line. Yeah,
1: that's a home game. I think the Clippers are the best team in the Western Conference.
0: Gonna take the Lakers down, huh?
1: I believe right now. I yeah. mean I could change my mind, but right now I would pick them. To me, they have they just have more better players, and they don't have the absolute equal at the top. But there was I was watching one possession last night and it was one-on-one hardened against Paul George and George got in a stance like he was an attacking tiger and you could just see it and he's got the ability he's got the size, size and the length yeah and yeah. he got in a stance that you just don't see at this time of year but it was obvious the Clippers were trying to make a point here to Houston yeah you're not on our level right right And we may get you in the second round. And when I watched it, I said to myself, Harden's going to have a hard time here. Because Paul George is elite. And when Paul got in that stance that you just rarely see this time of year, and sure enough, it was a turnover. Right. So,
0: where is the, and this is where the isolation game versus what the Jazz do, because Jazz fans would be thinking, well, what if Paul George does that to Donovan Mitchell? But the Jazz run pick and roll, and everybody's switching the pick and rolls now. So, you can switch Paul George off Donovan Mitchell and get him onto somebody else. But Houston runs a lot of isolation stuff. Nobody comes near Harden because they don't want him to get double teamed and trapped and have to give up the ball. So, now he's stuck with Paul George. He's got to beat him. Whereas, you know, so Styles, uh, what is the, the boxing thing? The Styles make the fight. And so, what Paul George can do defensively in one series, maybe can't do in the other, because in the other, you just run something, switch him off. And here, Paul, you go defend somebody standing on the weak side doing nothing.
1: Yeah, anyway. but uh, if you're switching and Leonard's picking you up on a switch,
0: then you run another pick and roll, and make another switch. You bring the guy in yeah, to, run the, to yeah, make they, the switch. Then
1: at that point, you got four seconds left in a shot clock. Ah, they can do it better than that. Uh, yeah, they're not beating the Clippers. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? You're no, to- that's just not how they're going to lose to the Clippers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> because Paul George locks some dude up. That's okay. not the problem. Okay, if you lose, who gives
1: a crap how you lose? No, that's true. But it's not what we were talking about. <laughs> that was the most bizarre, interesting take you've ever had. I <laughs> Without down breaking down, like <laughs> them losing the series to still losing the series, right, but yeah. doing it in a different <laughs> fashion.
0: <laughs> but they're not going to lose because Paul George locks the uh, guy That
1: up. is just way too technical for me. That's Okay, now we're going to break down how they're going to lose. Normally, it's the other way around. How you're going to win... What do but you need to do? But we're real. I, <laughs> we're
0: realists, not homers here, and that's why people have been listening 18 years to bring it all full circle this
1: hour. I know, but that was just funny. I didn't expect that. that well, <laughs> I'm not. We're, I'm not going to lose this way, I not that a, way. Well, yeah,
0: but I'm not telling you. I'm going to pick the Jazz to beat the Clippers. Okay, well, I, you had
1: me nervous there for yeah. a second. No, because you were debating me. And I was trying to point out the Clippers are very good, and you were debating me, right. which led me to believe that you were, you were making a statement right here on, what, March 6th? That yeah. the Jazz beating the Clippers. I don't even,
0: I don't even know that the Jazz are going to play the Clippers. <laughs> the
1: Clippers. I hope so.
0: Conference final, Jazz and Clippers. I was thinking second round. Think the Clippers are giving up the two-seed, or now that Kawhi's got them locked in and they're in the two-seed, they don't give no, that up No, maybe back. the Jazz get the three-seed. Is Ooh, it, that, that was strong my Strong finish that I was, like it They got to make up uh, Two games in the last Call them on the Nuggets
1: When you asked me that That was my line of thinking okay. Is no the Clippers aren't You're always dealing From the negative here Man you're so negative Whereas no, I deal I'm From positive. the positive I'm
0: a positive Clippers a hold the second I'm a positive Jazz
1: get up there Get the third So they meet in the second round That was my scenario and you got the Clippers losing. No. Uh, yeah, well, somehow the, uh, the Clippers and the, and the Jazz if, play in the 7-8 series.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if the Jazz and Nuggets is going to be a thing, that they're going to catch that,
1: that new play-in thing that they're going to create, that's where the Jazz and Nuggets <laughs> the, the, the are 8-9 gonna...
0: series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, new Orleans and Memphis are really coming <laughs> on. Uh, if the Jazz are going to catch the Nuggets, it probably comes down to the last five games of the year when they play twice. Circle that. Jazz and Nuggets at the end of the year. Home and home. Two of the last five games on the Jazz schedule.
1: Well, I want them to be in the position to be able to accomplish that. They may not be. I mean, Houston may take over, and that and those two teams yeah. have nothing to say about it. A- any number of things can right. happen because... Yeah, Jazz well, Nuggets as a first-round series is still possible. They're definitely. all right there together, and there's still enough games left that uh, movement and shifting is possible. I mean, we're, we're probably going to be good saying that Maybe until the last half week of the season.
0: Yeah, I would assume so. They're so bunched together. Uh, the Clippers may separate a little bit. We'll have to see. But but the thought that everybody will separate is crazy. I mean, there should still be. No, I'm drawn talking up. those. There I said yesterday, four teams. And if the Jazz, well, are the Jazz going to leave the Thunder? Or you're putting the Thunder in the four?
1: I'm putting the Thunder as a possible team. What about the Mavs? shot? No, I don't put the Mavs. Okay. I put the Thunder as a team. I don't. I don't eliminate completely the the Mavs, but my four teams that could possibly move up or down would be obviously Denver, Houston, Jazz, not, uh, Thunder. I don't eliminate the Mavs. But the Mavs don't seem to have quite the depth of talent.
0: Right. And they've been stuck in the seventh spot for a long time, but they're only a half game away from Oklahoma City. I know. But they don't have the playoff experience that would scare me as much in the first round. They got the talent. They got. They
1: well, got, they're just a little bit too reliant on a couple of great players, yeah. which, I mean, they're great players and they're both young. The, the future for the Dallas looks awesome.
0: Yes. But this would be the year to draw them in the playoffs. Get them now. All right, other things we have talked about today. Weird story out of the Angels clubhouse where the visiting clubhouse manager has been fired because apparently he had some beef with the club because he was providing ball-doctoring substances to opposing pitchers. He worked in the visiting clubhouse, and he gave it to them so that they could beat the
1: Angels. Okay, did the players, did the pitchers know about it? Because aren't Uh, they cheating then, too? Oh, Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely they're cheating.
1: Yeah, 100%. Well, are we going to eliminate cheating, or are we not?
0: Oh, you're not going to eliminate cheating, in baseball. Are we going
1: to work to eliminate cheating? Uh, not
0: publicly, because you don't want to admit you even have a problem.
1: Or that I mean, form that, of here's, doctoring of the ball is okay as long as you don't get caught.
0: Boy, if I were a hitter, I wouldn't be putting up with that nonsense right now. If I were a hitter who's catching heat for cheating, like you know Altuve or Springer, you know up and down the Astros roster, whoever, I, I wouldn't. You, oh, we're just going to. So you're going to crush us, but you're going to look the other way and all the pitchers are cheating. Total BS. No. If we're taking the beating and getting booed at every game, let's go ahead and boo all the pitchers who have something sticky or something slippery or sandpaper. Or wh- I don't know. Whatever. However they cheat to throw the ball. I, I, agree- I never pitched. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've seen the, you know, the stories of the people who have been busted cheating. There's a reason why my knuck danced. There is a reason that people say baseball has a cheating culture. I think pitchers, there's always, in any given year, however long you've been a fan, there's a percentage, and I don't know if it's 10 or 20 or 50 or 80, but there's always been a percentage of pitchers who are cheating. Every season. Sandpaper, cutting the ball in the belt, whatever. Vaseline, yada, yada, yada.
1: You know what's crazy? Is you take the word baseline, you take the word Vaseline, and the only thing that changes is the first letter in each word. Yes, but yet they're dramatically pronounced differently. Yes, that's, English. That's English great. is a tricky language to learn. Uh, of y- that. Why wouldn't it be Vaseline?
0: See, or Vaseline. I don't have any. I don't have a good answer for you because English is a goofy language. I don't know.
1: The Jazz like to have their centers along the, vas- the Vaseline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Say that to Quinn Snyder once. Anyway. Uh, we need to drug test PK. I don't know what just happened there, but I'm not answering that question. All right. DJ and PK, that's the stuff we've been talking about during today's show. When we come back, all your feedback, stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere.
3: This, this this, is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Zane Brugler from The Athletic breaking down the NFL draft. There's a lot of buzz right now concerning Jordan Love. What did you see out of him in the combine? And when you project a little bit, where do you think he might end up? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And that's never more true than we talk about these quarterbacks in the draft. Which team is going to like Jordan Love over the others? And that's something that I'm not sure we know yet, but there's plenty of buzz uh, for Jordan Love. A lot of teams are saying, okay, well, once we get our hands on him, once we coach him up, they're really excited about about where he could be. So I think after the combine that he had, and that's after the senior bowl, I mean, I think he's cemented himself as a first-round prospect. He could be in the top 10 mix. Uh, Maybe he goes just outside the top 10. The momentum that he has is definitely on the rise and something that's going to help him throughout. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
0: GMPK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It is time for your feedback, everything you think about today's show. And it is brought to you in part by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only three fifty nine dollars per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudisaltlakeCity.com. All right, we've got a uh, lot of people weighing in here uh, on Sam Merrill and the Aggie performance. He was very good when they got down by 11 with nine and a half minutes to go and he was on the bench with four fouls. And he came back in and hit some big shots, changed momentum, handled the full-court press that New Mexico was giving him problems with. How good was he? And Taylor says he was almost Jimmer level.
1: A different kind of player. But uh, impact on the game, certainly. I just I like Sam Merrill's toughness. He's just a tough kid. He's a tough, hard-nosed kid. And he's got skill, but more than the skill, just the, the toughness that he displays.
0: I think more mental than physical. You think both or more one or the other? No,
1: I'm saying that's what I'm saying mental, yeah. yeah. I'm saying he's got physical skill. But it's, the mental toughness. Yeah. When I think of toughness, it's not physical. It's, it's it's mental. You're just you're mentally tough. You have to have some physical toughness too, but just he's just mentally tough and just big buckets. You know he hit a huge three against Colorado State on the road mm-hmm. that gave him the win here. Uh, even though they were down by 11, there's still plenty of time. Uh, an 11-point uh, deficit with nine, ten minutes to go. The, the reason why it was, as you would say, knuckle-biting, is because it was a view. It was viewed as an NCA elimination game. And if they didn't win that game, well, then they're not going to get in the tournament. They're handing the yeah. committee
0: a reason to yeah. leave them home. And
1: I think they're in now because I think they'll certainly beat Wyoming and they'll get to the final and it'll be one versus two and maybe they beat San Diego State, probably don't. Uh, but they'll still get in. And so I didn't really th- – didn't, f- and, but I'm not an Aggie fan. I don't have any interest in any of these games personally. Uh, for Scotty's sake, I want to see him win because I know it matters to those guys. And Craig Smith's a good dude. Uh, so, you know, I want to see them win for sure. But there was plenty of time to come back and New Mexico had played about as well as it could play and it wasn't going to keep that pace. But Sam is a mentally tough dude and I want the ball in my mentally tough guy's hands because you look at it When, when it comes down to right at the end like that. I think mental toughness is more important than physical toughness because most of the guys have the physical toughness, or the physical ability, because they're in the league. That they're in the league or they're on the team in this case. I mean, do, do I really view Hayward as having mental toughness? No, 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 you don't. I don't.
0: Not at the level he's going to need deep in the NBA playoffs. And you need—that's what you need. That's what separates. Uh, we ran a poll on uh, Mike Conley, uh, averaging 15 points, 5 assists, 3.5 rebounds over the last 10 games. His shooting number's uh, pretty good. Is this who he is going forward? 57% said yes. 11% said no, he's going to slip. 31%
1: think he's actually going to get better. Uh, I would go... Uh, I'm with the if, majority if you 57. List, if you list to me, uh, is he going to get better or is he going to get worse and take stay the same out of the equation...
0: Okay, I would lean towards better. But yes. I think it's gonna be stay the same. Exactly. He might get more efficient shooting the ball. He might shoot the three better. He's at thirty eight percent. If he does that, that would be Or help his he teammates better. Most helpful. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at twelve eighty the zone. We'll see you Sunday night on Talking Sports on Channel Two.